What's up, guys? Rick here for this week's betting and one-and-done preview for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I've already done a DFS preview, so if you're looking for that video, it is in the feed. You can click through that uh, in the description, but that video is already out. This one will focus on betting, maybe a little matchup action, maybe a little one-and-done action. Uh, also, uh, I, I did a live betting video. Called, I called it the most profitable way to bet golf live head-to-heads. That video is also in the feeds, so that's more when the tournament actually starts as or as opposed to making bets beforehand. So I, I won't cover that again uh, in this video, but it does exist. You can go check that out. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, all right, let's jump into this week. And what you're looking at right now, if you're watching on the video, if you're listening, I'm showing the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. And what you might notice is there is a lot of red here. So normally the way this would work is we take, uh, it still works this way. We take the, uh, the odds for these guys to win the golf tournament, to finish top five, 10 and 20. And we turn them into percentages, right? The implied odds that they're going to, you know, win the golf tournament, how often they're going to win the golf tournament based on their odds. And then we look at their actual performances and see how likely it is for them to get to the winning score. Now, the winning score that we normally use, because the average winning score on the PGA Tour is about 15 strokes gained in a single tournament. If you gain 15 strokes on the field, you generally win the golf tournament. Uh, If we set this tool to be 15 for this week, there's very few outright win values. And I think that makes sense because when you look at the odds, it's very top heavy. The, you know, Bryson is what six and a half to one to win this golf tournament. Webb is up there. Uh, Patrick Reed, Sungjae, Victor Hovland, they eat up a lot of the win equity and they are very, they're pretty short odds. And then you get to a bunch of guys uh, who don't have as much winning upside history on the PGA Tour. Only their odds are longer. So when we had stacked fields and you could get Sung Im at 35 to 1 or you could get DJ at whatever he was, 28 to 1, or you could get Webb at 30 to 1, the, the, the outright numbers were much better then. So... I actually believe uh, since we've started to do this, so not only since the restart, but a, you know, a couple months back, this is probably the worst tournament predictor outcome that we've seen, which to me says, and I'm still going to do it, but betting outrights this week might not be the play. It, it, there's not a ton of value here. Uh, I'm still going to do it, and we'll still talk through the options if you want to bet outrights, but I, I'm, I'm warning you, the numbers don't look great this week. So the way this reads, um, Bryson DeChambeau needs to win this golf. He, the Vegas is implying him to win this golf tournament about 13% of the time. It's an absolutely massive number. It's a massive number to ask for. Um, I, I, my model, which is more long-term, um, you know, he's, he hasn't won since what, 2018, it takes into account a lot of things. I have him winning this golf tournament like 3% of the time, which I know is incredibly low. Or actually, I shouldn't say winning this golf tournament. I should say getting to the winning score. 
you might get to the winning score and you might not win, or you might win and the winning score was much lower or much higher than what we thought it was. So uh, I, I do not have a great number on Bryson. I might just bet him just so I don't have to, you know, like fear of missing out, right? Like if anybody wants to offer me even money that Bryson wins one of his next five events, I think that would be fun. So like, I think Bryson's going to win a lot. Um, so I might just bet him and then not have to worry about him in, in, in fantasy or anything like that. But uh, the, the model would indicate that's not necessarily a great play. If we do lower the target score, let's lower the target score to like 13 strokes gained. I mean, it gets a little better for everybody. Um, still not a ton of value at the top, but uh, Webb Simpson becomes a value. Kevin Na, okay, let's just sort by the value here for outright wins. Okay, so this is pretty interesting. Um, Will Gordon, in theory, is the best outright winner uh, that we have here. So the way that this reads is, I think he's 100 to 1. Because, uh, you know, the implied odds are him winning this golf tournament 1% of the time. I have him getting to the winning score about 4% of the time, uh, which is pretty significant. Uh, Lonto Griffin is also there. So you're seeing you're, what you're seeing are long shots that have a lot of upside. Webb Simpson's the only guy from like the top five or 10 of the odds that actually has a positive expected, uh, expected value if the winning score is, you know, 13 strokes gained, but mostly it's long shots. So maybe we should just be targeting long shots this week. I mean, you can see some of these names. The top five names are, are Will Gordon, Lonto Griffin, Mark Hubbard, Kevin Na, and Webb Simpson, which is kind of interesting. Um, if we go to top fives, let's see what changes here. It's actually even a smaller number, man. Vegas is really, these books are really putting a hurt on, on the odds this week. Uh, quite frankly, Lonto Griffin, Top five, he's the best value. Will Gordon, Mark Hubbard, Nate Lashley, Matt Wallace, kind of similar names. Let me see if I can find, because I know we, I know you guys want to bet like some of the top guys here. Man, Vegas is really just killing our numbers right now. Yeah, this is bad. I mean, I don't think 12 strokes gain is going to win it. And if I, if I lower it down to there, I mean, that's when you start to get, you basically have to get to 11 before Bryson becomes a value to bet. And, um, I think it's going to be much higher than that. So I, I hate to be that guy this week, but the model says outrights are not all that great. Now I, I can flip this over and go anecdotally and tell you who I'm, I'm going to bet, even though the model tells me otherwise. So I'm starting my card at Victor Hovland. Uh, he's 22 to one. I, I see him on William Hill at 22 to one. Um, I just think he's trending in the right direction. I kind of talked a lot about this on the, on the DFS preview. I believe that he has plugged his gap uh, in, in what his bugaboo is, which is his short game. And if he has plugged that uh, everything else is spectacular. So like someone, so, so Victor Hovland is probably a good place to start my card. Then I look at guys that I think are going to be values like doc Redmond. You know, Doc Redmond's probably going to be popular. I think his numbers already moved a little bit from 50 to 45 to 1, depending on when you got it. You know, Doc Redmond is, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I could show you this. Um, actually, I can pull it up real quick. The, the per round uh, strokes gain numbers for Doc Redmond in the last two weeks have been awesome. So he had a really bad round one at the RBC Heritage. He lost a shot and a half T to green. Since then, he's been phenomenal, okay? So his final three rounds at Heritage, he gained 
3.8, 2.5, 1.2 tee to green. Then last week, he gained 1.2, 3.3, a quarter of a stroke, and then four. So he was like third or fourth in strokes gained tee to green last week. He was like fourth in strokes gained tee to green from Friday to Sunday at RBC Heritage. You, you could make the case that in the last seven rounds of golf, no one has been better tee to green than Doc Redmond. He's gained like 16 or 17 strokes. Bryson in the same stretch has gained 10. Like, I, I know that's, I'm manipulating the data just to look at the last seven rounds, but like, it's really, really good for Doc Redmond. So he's someone that, that got a bet from me. I think you could be interested in Harold Varner third. obviously. He's 66 to one, um, played well on approaches last week. He's, he's been, he's been good. He's trying to build up that you know, what we call scar tissue, right? Where you get close to winning before you break through. He had the, the epic collapse at PGA Championship. He had the cold top off 10T at Riviera in February when he was the leader. Uh, played well at Colonial to open up the restart. Faded on the weekend. Like, he's building up that scar tissue. He's going to keep putting himself in positions to find that first PGA Tour victory. Um, in a field like this, he probably feels like this is a good opportunity for it. So those are the guys that are, are generally looking for um, that I'm looking at for outrights. Let me see if I can find a top 20 bet uh, even in the system here. Man, yeah, Lonto. Okay, so Lonto's back in the top 20 conversation. Um, I'll have to pull and see what his what his top 20 number is. I can do that really quickly. Um, but I have him about a... Getting into the top 20 about 18% of the time, which is uh, about a 3% better expected value than what his uh, what his actual odds are. Where are you, Lonto? Four to one to finish in the top 20. That's what I have him at. Okay, four to one. So he's someone that's interesting, but man, it is, it is actually a, it is tough sledding this week. Let me go to, let's try a little bit of head to head matchups here. And again, this is pre, so I I've done a lot of head to head content in the last week and it's become popular and it's, it's ask, people are asking a lot of questions, which is great. This matchup simulator that I'm showing you on rickrungood.com right now is only for pre tournament four four round tournaments right that's what this simulator is for i use the live leaderboard during this the, the week and the showdown cheat sheet which actually i think i can show you the showdown cheat sheet really quickly um so i i, I showed a video for the live leaderboard and and showed you how i kind of manipulate that and and i wanted to show that because it's a free tool that you can use for live betting now the comments that i got back were great comments and they were rick you know, if, if a guy is putting poorly, but he's a bad putter, isn't that, isn't that a problem? He's not a guy to target. Uh, shouldn't we be going against the baseline? Yes, we should that 1000% we should. Uh, but I wanted to show you an opportunity to do that for free on the live leaderboard, the live showdown cheat sheet that I update during the event. So this is part of the membership. This does compare to your baseline which I know it's a lot of numbers and a lot of things to look at that I'm showing you right now. But basically what it says is uh, like, I have this, you know, fun little bounce back candidates uh, chart here. And each day after each day, it shows you guys that are, are likely to bounce back and it shows you how well they're playing T to green and then compares how poorly they're putting to their baseline. 
to their baseline. So I'll give you an example here. Um, let's see. So Brendan Todd. No, he's uh, he's a bad example. Let's do uh, let's do Brant Snedeker. So Brant Snedeker uh, gained two point two nine strokes on average over the first three rounds putting last week. Now his baseline is still very good, but it's not that good. It's only about a half a stroke per round. So he was 1.7 strokes over his putting expectation. That is a guy I would want to bet against because I think that that is unlikely to sustain, even though he's going to be a really good putter, he's not going to be, you know, completely epic. Um, and then you can kind of go the other way here. I can switch. I can switch the expectation. Um, Justin Thomas, perfect example of this. Uh, actually, no. Let's do. All right, we can do Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas's baseline is a slightly positive putter. Zero point one six is what he gains per round. Slightly positive. Last week he lost two point seven strokes putting uh, per round on average. So two point eight below his baseline. So. There's a lot going on on this tool. I, I try to break it down with with the chart, but yes, to answer the question about the live leaderboard and should you be looking at the baseline, I believe that you should be. Yes, so that that tool is also available for you here, but the live leaderboard is a free way to be able to do it. All right, let's go to head-to-head matchups, um, and I'll pull these up here, and I'm just going to run through a couple of these. You can plug in any two golfers that you want. The one that catches my eye immediately is I'm I'm very interested to see uh, Bryson DeChambeau against Webb Simpson, because I think long-term, uh, the model's going to love Webb, going to love him. But recently Bryson's been so good. I'm interested to see what comes out. Yeah. Okay. So Webb still gets the nod for me here. Um, so, uh, I see Bryson DeChambeau at minus 118 versus Webb Simpson at minus 106. So obviously Bryson's the favorite here. My simulator actually has this basically opposite where I have Webb Simpson at minus 116 and Bryson as the underdog. Uh, I have Webb Simpson winning this 53.6% of the time. Obviously, that's a very small number. It's basically a coin flip still. But when the the book that I'm looking at has has it flipped and has Bryson as the favorite, I, I think that is is interesting. Let's do... Oh, this is interesting. Finau versus uh, Bubba. So we'll do Finau versus Bubba. Oh my gosh, nearly a coin flip. So this is a pretty good line, I think. Oh no, actually it's not. So Finau's minus 137, massive favorite over over Bubba, plus 110. I have this at almost a complete coin flip. Uh, Finau winning 50.4, Bubba winning 49.6 percent of the time so i would if you wanted to bet that matchup i would take the the bubba side of it and then we'll do uh let's do one more here let's find a good one uh, oh this one's pretty good because we kind of talked about both of these guys a little bit already kevin na versus brant snedeker i have snedeker see this is what's interesting about this Snedeker winning 51.2% of the time, uh, and he is the dog in this matchup. Kevin Na's minus 125, Snedeker's plus 100. These are both volatile golfers, but Kevin Na is significantly more volatile than Brant Snedeker is. So even though I hate the way Snedeker has been playing, 
and which would probably lead me to just leave this matchup alone altogether because he doesn't really pass the eye test for me. I understand how volatile Kevin Knott is. Like Kevin Knott could win the golf tournament. He could miss the cut almost at the same rate. Um, so I, I would probably stay away from this, but it is interesting that I get Snedeker on the, on the plus side of it. Okay. One and done. Let's talk one and done for this week. So rocket mortgage, let's just go to the full field here. This is the one and done tool on rickrungood.com. full field rocket mortgage. Another one of these seven and a half million dollar purses, not a massive purse, um, by any stretch, but it's kind of right, right in the middle. Last year, which I don't know if this is going to be a really good comparison because I this isn't a great field, but it is a better field than we had last year. Last year was the inaugural event um, for for this tournament, so you know they they didn't get a, a whole lot of players. Ryan Moore was the highest owned golfer last year. Can you believe that? Three hundred twenty four uh, owners picked Ryan Moore. He missed the cut. <laughs> uh, Hideki was second. 212. Hideki's back in the field this week. Billy Horschel, Ricky Fowler, of course, Kevin Streelman, Joaquin Neiman. Um, you know, they rounded out the top six or so. Here's where I'm at. I believe that Victor Hovland's going to be very popular. I think he should be. I think that if you have not used Terrell Hatton yet, he's probably a good guy to play. This is now the Terrell Hatton strokes gain stuff. I think he only has 20 measured rounds. So I know it's a very small sample size, but he is literally having the fourth best season of strokes gained ever. Let that sink in. Fourth best ever recorded since strokes gained started 2004. The only three other seasons that were better are all Tiger seasons, and they are like 06, 07, 09, I think are the three years. So it's it's really unfathomable what he's doing, and now you get him in a situation where he's a top five favorite you know, of this event where I think there, I think there is a clear delineation between the stars and scrubs in this, uh, in this field. And I think that if you go get Terrell hat and you go get Victor Hovland, you are essentially getting a star in a scrubby field. And I like that. So I, I think those two are going to be very popular. I think that if you wanted to, if you haven't used web yet, you haven't used Bryson yet. I'd be pretty surprised. You could obviously use them. Fowler is was was probably a natural spot here because you knew he was going to be here. You knew it was going to be a weak field. So if you were penciling in guys before the year, you you might have had Ricky Fowler here. I, I don't I don't really trust it anymore. Going through the swing changes, I I'd prefer to stay away. And then I'm trying to find a guy that you know if you were penciling them in um, earlier in the year, you would have never have penciled him. I'm trying to think who that guy might be. Uh, like Varner is interesting, I guess, in that scenario because. Um, you know, he's played a lot better than we expected. Um, I'm trying to think who else might've been kind of off the radar before the season started. Hmm. Let me think about that. Let's go to, um, I want to look at the winner's path from last year. So this is what the eventual winner of uh, the one and done, what they did last year and how that compared. So last week was the travelers. This week is rocket mortgage. So they had, what is that, Gary Woodland or is that Kevin Kisner? Kevin Kisner was the pick from last year, 96 or 95 others and the, and the, um, oh, this is interesting, Rory Sabatini. And the winner picked Kevin Kisner. Sorry, I got distracted. Kisner only got him $18,000, $19,000. Not great. Uh, Sabatini's interesting, okay? So if you wanted to burn a guy here that I don't know how, like he, he had 50 picks 
last year um, might have something close to that this year might be closer to 100 but if you wanted to not burn anybody that you care about Sabatini finished I think third here last year he's playing well on the restart like that would be a guy who I think would be pretty interesting to use in this scenario I like that that's not bad so you have you have your options here um we are going to sprint to the finish line of this season so there's going to be a bunch of events back to back with um you know you're gonna have we have the uh, PGA coming up we've got US Open coming up then the Masters will be here before you know it so keep keep that in mind but it is a really interesting situation I'm going to take probably Hovland or Hatton if I haven't used those guys yet they're probably going to be the guys that I use and go from there let me know who you're going to use who you're betting who you think is a good one and done pick you can tweet me at Rick Run Good or you can leave a comment below looking forward to it best of luck this week see ya